Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. All right, and we are live. I am, I am sitting here with Corey Capas. And we are in Las Vegas. How's it going, Corey? Good. Can we call this 2.0? 2.0. You know, I was, I was debating because I've, this is the, so I guess we're going to, yeah, we're going to put it out there. Put it out there. We're going to put it out there. I put it out there. You're going to have to put it out there. It was again, it was again, I forgot to push the record button again. Hey, we had a wonderful conversation though. We had. It was really good. (laughs) It was. We're going to do it again. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, But this is. I'm telling you, there's like a checklist. I am, I am yeah. going to make a checklist. I need it because I just, you know, we get, we get talking, we get comfortable with the headphones on, and then I just kind of lose track of, and then it's just like, yeah, here, yeah, we're, and then I look down, I'm like, oh, we're not even recording. Every day we got to be better, man. You got to be better by getting a checklist I going. Got, <laughs> I got to get a checklist. Anyway, Corey, introduce yourself. Who are, who are you? What are you doing? And uh, anybody that doesn't know you, what's, what's Corey? What's yeah, Corey? Uh, so Corey Capus. I'm from uh, East Kentucky originally. Proud son of Janet and Keith. I'm the baby of eight, so that's probably where all my problems <laughs> stem from. You know, uh, I uh, I've been in the industry five or six years now. Been with ServPro the whole time. Uh, I've worked for three different teams. Started originally with a uh, extreme team out of Colorado, and uh, got to travel the world with them. Got to work on projects all over the country, and uh, got a lot of experience and knowledge there. Got a little burnout being on the road too much. 2017, I think I was on the road at least 10 months. Yep. Uh, a lot of big things going on, and, and it was great, but also I wasn't doing anything I loved outside of work. You know, and as much as I love work, I'm not going to tell you you need a balance, but you need something going on. You need yeah. you need something more than the one thing. And so for me, I uh, took a backpacking trip to Thailand and the Philippines, Malaysia, Laos, UAE, spent some months doing that and kind of recharged my batteries Focused on what I really want for the long term because I don't think I'd looked at that before then. Okay, of what's the next ten years for Corey? I was saying we're talking. This is about what f- four or five years ago. No, the this, trip to no, this is two years ago. Two years yeah. ago was okay. Just yeah, two two years ago right now because actually my my Facebook keeps throwing up all the memories right okay. now. So two yeah. years ago, um, I then went to work for a serve pro team up in Seattle. Uh, we had great success there. They had a great year. Uh, it just made sense though. When the Bissigs came calling in Atlanta for me to head home, I uh, I missed out on going to see my niece before a brain surgery, okay. and they reached out to me like sometime right around then. I probably posted something on Facebook, but I remember them just saying, "Hey, you know, if you ever want to come back east, hit us up." And it was fresh on my mind. It's just good timing. Good and, you're, and to go back, your niece is fine. Yeah, she's, she's good. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, kind of just the right time for you to go. I'm a little far away from home, not as easy to get to, and now you're in Atlanta. How far is Atlanta from home? Like six and a half hours. Easy. So that's, that's nothing, especially when I was driving Colorado straight to Kentucky. Uh, that's 20 hours, you know. So right. I, uh, I, my parents are elderly. I've got a lot of nieces and nephews that are in middle school and high school, so I'm missing out on sporting events and proms right. and all of that. So putting us closer to that. Uh, when I moved, you know, out west, I didn't have anything going on but myself, but then I got my dog, and my, my, my girl Julie has been – the best thing that ever happened to me, and then Starsha and the kids, yep. uh, my two stepkids. So we all moved across the country, and uh, I started working for the Bissigs back in May. And, wow, man, things are things are really ramping up right now. We've got great things going. We just bought six more franchises in Nashville. 
That's what I heard, um, yeah. So we've got 14 total now, Atlanta, Nashville. Big opportunities, making a lot of good relationships, really focused on getting in front of the right people in our area and, and regionally, you know. When it comes to a hurricane or a disaster event, I want to make sure I'm plugged into the right people. Very cool. Now, I want to go back because in our, in our previous conversation, <laughs> um, some of the things that I wanted to, wanted to comment on, you started, you had a, a, your own business. Yeah. And you were, do, you were building trucks? Yeah, so I was building custom trucks, a lot of utility trucks, um, focused on the things going on in East Kentucky, selling parts. But I got just burnt out, man. I was, you, you know, you're a business owner. Yeah. I, I couldn't stand making payroll at the end of the week, wondering where I was going to get the money from some weeks. Uh, saying, man, these guys aren't working hard. These guys aren't, aren't earning this. You know, here I am with nothing, and they're taking home a nice fat paycheck. Yeah. And it just became too much. I was hugely successful in, in starting it from nothing. I had a situation in my life, and I asked my parents, to, you know, if I could borrow just a little cash. They helped me out, and instantly it kind of turned into something. Uh, when I sold everything off, my brother still owns the Facebook page because he's um, since revamped it. But I have 65,000 followers on a Facebook page, oh, this wow. is six, seven years ago now, you know, and, and so here I was in this little town in East Kentucky, I saw the power of social media. Yeah. I made, made some huge mistakes though. After I sold that, I didn't continue that momentum in social media. So I feel like I took a couple of years off when I was doing my own thing in Colorado. And before I got serious with Surf Pro again, where I lost a lot of that momentum I originally had. Yeah. But obviously, my LinkedIn is more than made up for it recently. Um, As you were saying, yeah, you have a lot of followers on LinkedIn. Yeah, I think I've got right now close to 25,000 uh, followers, and they're all industry targeted, you know, insurance, property management, GCs, healthcare, yeah. the, the biggest corporations in America. So when something bad happens, I'm directly connected to these people. I also, you know, within SurfPro, I'm connected to probably more SurfPro people than anyone else. And I'm always trying to push the brand and, and, and get our, our team, our whole team across the nation on the same page you know one team's our, our big push right now everyone knows that when they call me i'm going to support them no matter how good or bad it is for my bank account okay. I, I i don't have that motive you know the business take good care of me they brought me to atlanta for that reason i want to be able to just help people and so now i'm in a position where i get to every day you can just do that yeah. and focus on it when i yeah and going back to your social media um you know the content that you're putting out is is I'm always impressed with it. It's authentic. It's passionate. It's honest. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's impressive every time I see it. And, uh, and I, I think that is, I think that's why you, I mean, obviously you have a, you have a, a large following, but I mean, you're, you're a good guy. You do, <laughs> you do care about people. And, and, and I think you're, you're not so serious about yourself either. I mean, yeah. you're, you, you know me. I, you're I, vulnerable. I cut up. You make uh, yourself vulnerable. I, I put it out there. So you look at my past. You know, I just celebrated uh, 10 years clean uh, some months back. I saw that. And I, and I shared that and couldn't believe the amount of feedback I got. I probably got hundreds of private messages saying thank you, saying, hey, I, I never knew you went through this. I'm going through it. You know, it just – and coming from a pretty conservative family in a conservative area – some people in my inner circle were all worried. Oh, you're going to put that out there. They were also worried what would Surf Pro think because I hadn't, you know, brought it up a lot. I, okay. I, I always felt that I needed to kind of secure my own status before I, I did too much. You know, I, again, my, I'm a product of my dad. He, he, I don't want to say groomed me, but I've watched him in how he's handled things because he was in charge of public relations for a major university. Okay. And and so I kind of knew, you know, some things you don't need to necessarily put out there. So when I put it out there, it was. At the time, it didn't feel like a risk at all. Leading up to it, 
years prior kind of did. And I, I would post a little from time to time. But honestly, in the last five years, I hadn't posted much. You know, I, I was still on my own path, my own journey. And so when I shared that, man, I mean, it, I couldn't believe all the people that reached out, that, that commented on it, that, uh, that, that dealt with it. You know, people, especially in my own industry, that said, hey, you know, good for you. I know people that are dealing with the same thing. And, and you know, I, I, I like to have a lot of fun. I, I don't take myself seriously because... I've just, I've never been that guy. I, you yeah. know, I was class clown in school. Yeah, um, <laughs> life has not been hard on me other than the opportunities or not opportunities, but other than the situations where I put myself in a hard spot. Okay. You know, I just, I had a lot of things afforded to me. I had great parents, great family, opportunity galore. I'm the one that squandered that. I'm the one that messed that up. And so Serve Pro's kind of been my, hey, you know, I can, I can get in there and I can figure this out and I can do it right and I can do it at a level that other people can't. I can, I can, my overall goal is I want to be the best in this business. You know, I don't know how you would ever measure that, but for me, I, I measure it against myself. Am I doing better today than I was yesterday? Love it. Am yeah. I pushing myself further? Uh, you know, right now I hate that I've kind of let myself go in this stress, you know, buying a house, uh, trying to get some work and stuff going, wanting to make sure I was showing value to my, my ownership and all that. I, you know, the last few months have been super stressful, so I've been horrible about my eating habits and other things and making excuses. But last night I kind of, you know, had that come-to-Jesus talk with, with Starsha about it, my, my fiancé, like saying, hey, when I'm home, no more excuses for me. We own the house now. Work's good. Let's let's focus on, on getting myself back in a physical state where I like to be, where I'm comfortable, okay. you know. Yeah. And so I, 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 don't, I can look at myself. I can say that. I can, and I, I worry about the people that can't. You know, I, when I talk to people and, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I can't do that. And I'm like, yes, you can. I promise you, if I can, you can. And it's just, I take myself out of that comfort zone because uh, I let myself get way too comfortable at times. You know, I, I put my foot in my mouth. I, I say and do things and go, oh, man, that was so stupid. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone will ever question my passion. Um, my clients will tell you that I'm as dedicated to them. I mean, they, you and I talked about this earlier. I, I go to battle for my clients. I make yeah. sure that... We talked about it um, in, in the event I was part of earlier today. One of the guys was, was saying, you know, hey, you know, my client, like, I'm, I'm, I, I feel bad when we don't get the job when we're out chasing something or prior to responding because I worry, like, I don't know if that other guy's going to be able to handle you to the level I could have. You know, I want to make sure you're getting the, And it's just, yeah, I connect so quickly with them that it's, I'm going to do right by you. I don't care, you know, what that is in this scenario, but I'm going to do right by you. At the end of the day, Serve Pro and Corey came in and took care of you. And so I get clients that give me amazing feedback. Um, you know, clients that reach out to my ownership and to my bosses and say, hey, love working with Corey on this. And it's like, man, that's, that's where it's at. That's the reward for me. So if, if that continues to grow and, and over the next, you know, five years right now, my plan is I, I really want to see what the next five years of this business and industry does for me, um, the relationships I can build, the people I can help. And I think that that's kind of just, I need that time commitment to myself. Uh, there, you know, I don't have anything going on in five years. I'm just, you know, right now I want to spend right. the next five years building my book of business in Atlanta, in the Southeast. You know, I, I do, I've got a phone call for a project in California today, so I'll go anywhere for the work, but I really want to build that book of business. And I want to, I want to make sure my bosses are taken care of for taking the risk by bringing me here, you know, or, or, or taking me to Atlanta. You know, I want to make sure that I've done right by them yep. because they went out on a limb and brought me in and, um, you know, I'm, I, I want to be the best. I want to be number one. I don't know. Yeah, how, see, I, I don't know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> well, and it, so what's interesting. So what, what I think is interesting is is listening to you see and seeing your growth. I mean, it's like exponential growth from crazy. Yeah, the last five years. Like how how can you maintain that? 
and I'm not questioning that yeah. you can't do it. Like, yeah. I think, like you're unbelievable. So I think I've not even scratched the surface. So for me, uh, I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> you're you know, lazy. I, uh, and and I'm, I had a boss once tell me that I'm a funny kind of lazy. He's like, man, you're the guy that at 2 a.m. will go out and, and you'll start sucking up water just to make sure that you've locked that job in. He said, but then, you know, two weeks later, you know, are you cold calling? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll shoot a text. Yeah, I, I get a, you know. <laughs> so for me, I'm, I'm my biggest uh, problem on the day-to-day, you know, I, the opportunities. Well, I think we all are, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. your biggest problem is you. I'm my biggest critic, and it's yeah. funny because I got, I got plenty of family members. Again, I'm the youngest eight. They're all my critics. Uh, you know, I, I, I got family, you know, that live with me that are definitely my critics as well. But for me, I'm by far the worst critic. I, I push myself. I question. Um, I'm always looking at every scenario, every side. But I think that's also probably one of the better things uh, or better traits about what I do is yeah. I, I look at all the obstacles my clients are facing. I look at I want to be the problem solver. I want to be you've got an issue. I'm going to solve it for you. And so I treat my my clients that way. You've got problems. Here's what they are. Let's make a list. Let's let's identify what's the most important versus the least important. And over the course of the next 10 days or 10 weeks or 10 months, I'm going to eliminate those problems for you. Yeah. And and that's how I, you know, that's how I've had exponential growth. I can relate to that. Like as far as the problem solving, because that's, I mean, that's the same thing that I do. Um, I mean, that's how I came up with the power box. That's, it was, it was, Friends of mine that were in the industry having electrical problems. I'm going, what's the problem? What are you guys trying to do? And then it was it was step by step. We figured it out. We yeah. solved it. We plugged into 220 range and dryer outlets. We got a power box, and now we're we're powering a lot of equipment. That's cool. So I can totally relate to what you're saying. Um, I've never heard it, but I've never heard it described like that on the job. As far as when you're talking to the customer, I mean, it seems like it seems like. When you have these uh, a, a water loss, it's just like here's here's what we do to get it done, and uh, and I think too many times it's a job where it doesn't sound like it's a job for you. No, no, ever. Yeah, yeah. You're almost looking at you're not looking at the work side. You're looking at the kind of kind of the on the emotional side of the customer exactly. and making sure that they feel good more than you're worried about the the focus on the work that's being completed. So does that make sense? Hundred percent. Because my approach. We we all want that million dollar job. We all want that client that feeds us, you know, project after project. But um, I had someone the other day recommend me, okay, and um, a, a client. Who, he's an adjuster, and he's a big time adjuster. And what was really interesting is he said, "Corey, I want you to know that I recommended you. I didn't recommend ServPro." And and I said, "Oh, what do you mean?" He said, "No, I don't care who you work for. I recommended you as a person to this guy." To, that you would take care of me yeah. the way you've taken care of me, you know? And I thought about that, like, whoa, that kind of hit me. Like, you know, I represent ServPro. Like, I'm, I am ServPro. I, I, I'm the green machine. I want to be part of this brand and, and represent at the highest level. But at the end of the day, my clients, they're signing a document with ServPro's name on it, but they're trusting me yeah. to, be, to be the guy that's going to take care of them. So when I look at this early on, I forget where I was, but someone said, treat every job like it's your mama. <laughs> and I thought about that. It's- because at the time, my mom called me one afternoon, and she was complaining that she had waited for Comcast or for a cable company to come out all day, and they never showed. And, and it's, my mom was battling uh, lung disease. Or, uh, it's called boop. It's a form of pneumonia that never goes away. So okay. she, had, she had medical things going on, a lot of stress on her plate, 
all these things going on. I'm like, and I'm just frustrated. I'm like, come on, cable company. There's apps. There's you can shoot her a text. You could have called her. You could have done anything so that my mom could have gone about her day. But uh, their house is two story, and so she does a lot of canning and things in the basement. So if she's down there, she can't hear the doorbell. Okay. So she never got to go do her anything for her that day. And she I was thought, just waiting. Just waiting. And mm-hmm. so that has always resonated in it me. It was man. inconsiderate. How inconsiderate, right? So yeah. as we work with our teams and we're trying to grow, you know, I, I don't do a lot in the residential division anymore um, within ServPro. I'm always kind of pushing my ideas. But for me, it's like, what can we do to inform the customer, to stay in tune with them? On a commercial level, I look at yeah, people say commercial isn't as emotional. Uh, I, I see the other way around. My my clients cry, you know. Uh, yes, there's sure. plenty of people that it's just a job to. But when you're dealing with the the top level of some of these facilities, these are people that have dedicated their lives to building this company or this brand or whatever they were representing or have seen the growth through. You know, they started as a nobody and have worked up to being a VP or an executive. So they have pride in what they do. Well, I have pride in what I do. So how can I make their lives easier? I know that if I can create instant value, that when we hit a road bump. Along the way, it's not a big deal. You know, I, I was telling you earlier, I'll, uh, I'll be vulnerable right now. I ruined some desks on a job recently. Now, I yeah. specifically didn't. Uh, the client told me up front, it was on their, our list of critical things. There was like 50 cubicles in one room and six in another. Couldn't get the cubicles anymore. Couldn't get the desk anymore. Please be careful with these. We put them in pods, wrapped them all up. They were good to go. No problem at all, except... There was two desks left in one of the rooms that hadn't been put out yet. And I'm like, guys, we got to get these wrapped up, get them in the, in the, uh, the connex, in the container. No problem. Next morning, I get back on that side of the building, and that's not been handled yet. And I, at this point, I'm going, as a project manager, I'm like, no. All right. Yeah. I put the best people around me to handle this stuff, get it done. And it was a new guy. It was my fault. I should have been more thorough about a couple of things. But in the day, it's my project, my client. Yep. So the desk. I'm on top of them then at that point. Well, they take the desk outside without wrapping them up first, and it starts raining. And we're not working outside. We're working inside, massive fire. And I've got 100 other people running around. I have no idea. Well, I go out to use the, um, the, the porta-potties, the restrooms, and here the desk gets rained, and they're ruined. They're destroyed already. So what, what's my first thing I'm going to do? I reach out to the client, and I just pulled her aside. She was actually in the building still that day, and I said, hey, I know this is one of your critical things you were worried about. I just ruined two of them, you know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll figure out a way to make it right, even if I've got to replace. And and w- what we basically agreed on it, even if I had to replace all six, so they all matched in that one area, you know. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, I had a vendor who originally sold them the desk, found their old invoice, found the specific exact you know desk somewhere, and just having them shipped in. And it was a fifteen hundred dollar mistake instead of a you know ten thousand dollar mistake because of that. But, again, my network came into play. I put it out there looking for, you know, somebody. He reached out immediately. Oh, I think that we actually sold them the originals, got me handled, taken care of. I told the adjuster, the consultant, the whole team in an email, hey, this was my fault. Apologies. I'll get it resolved. And it's resolved. The client still loves me. That's That, that road bump, that, that you know, the bump in the road to her, was it was not, no big deal because everything else leading up to that point had been so perfect. I was waiting. You know, every large job, I'm, job, I'm waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah. There, there's always a little thing, you know. There's, yeah, it's not going to go 100% right. But that goes back to, you know, everything everything you did and the way that you handled that situation, you treated it like it was your mom's house. Exactly. And you took care of it the way you would want somebody to, you know. And I think no one no one doesn't think accidents don't happen. I don't think I, don't think I worded that very well. <laughs> but, like, everyone, everyone knows accidents happen. 
I don't think anyone's, I mean, people are disappointed and they get their feelings hurt, but I don't think anyone's surprised when right. it happens. So if, as long as you're taking care of it to the best of your ability and they know that, then I think that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's easier to forget. Good, good communication with your client, uh, good communication with all the stakeholders involved. Uh, this project had quite a few different stakeholders and every day my job was to keep them informed. My job was to make sure that every question was answered, that not only was every question answered, that it was answered to the group so we were all aware of the situation, the obstacle or the hurdle that we had to overcome and why our decision was that. Um, you know, I need to validate everything because I want to be paid. I don't want to fight with an adjuster at the end. I want it to be, hey, Mr. Adjuster, this is day three. This is what we're doing and why. Thank you. If you have any issues that, please respond immediately and let us know. And yeah. they, they don't respond. It's justified. It makes sense. The validation's there, and we move on. And the job's done. We bill, and there's not, there's not discrepancies at the end. We're not fighting back and forth. Uh, I'm easy to work with in that regard, but at the, at the end of it all, my client knows, you know, I'm there for them. I'm there to represent them. I want to build the relationship with the adjuster and the consultant. I want to make sure the client feels t- taken care of uh, on every step along the way. Um, the other day, the client reached out to me about another aspect of the claim, something we have nothing to do with, but she has so much trust in me that, oh, you know, what do I do in this well, situation? Your, your opinion yeah, on and it. I had never dealt with this before, and so I reached out to a couple people that I trusted and said, hey, she's got this and this, what should she do? Gave her my recommendation, said, this isn't from me, but these are from people I trust. Thank you. You know, she then went about it, and, and I thought... And there's your network working again. Again, yeah, and, and that's I, I'm always going to look at that because my network is the reason that I was recruited to Atlanta. Uh... My network is the reason that I can find vendors or subcontractors for anything in a moment's notice. My, my network's the reason that um, when we originally went out to a project recently, uh, there was a lot of disposal that needed to happen for some fracking water, and we couldn't get someone immediately out there. And I just reached out to some people in my network, and boom, instantly we had multiple people that could come help. Wow. And it's just like every time we face that obstacle – Use my network to go find the, the resource we need. You know, provide the value through the network. And, and that's really why I've continued to try and grow and expand, um, especially my social media following on LinkedIn. I, I push that every day. Um, I've been bad about it lately because I've been so busy. Yeah. We've had major projects going on. I was trying to close on my house. Uh, you've seen the pictures trying to demo some things in my house, get that thing <laughs> the going. Deck, the deck. Uh, I saw that video that of, was, of you swinging the hammer That the was deck. some much-needed stress. <laughs> stress reliever there. But, but for me, my client is number one. Uh, my reputation and brand is, is number two. Relationship building with the other stakeholders is, is number three. Um, actually, you know, number one at the end of the day, keep my word. That, that's really it. Because I, I, I make a promise to my client. Yeah. I'm the subject matter, matter expert. I'm trying to educate them on the process. No matter how many times they've been through it, let me, let me take this off your plate. Let me provide solutions for all your problems. Let me be the problem solver that's going to handle this. And as long as I can keep that going, I think that the, you know, where do I go from here? Another client. You know, I go, I go help someone else in their worst time of need. Yeah. I, I go make sure that these people... Um, you know, there's not an emotional disconnect as, as often as people say it in our industry with commercial versus res- residential. There's different people involved, but there's people who, you know, if, if GMS went away tomorrow, you, you, there's something, you know, there's something emotional there. You know, there's a tie. Well, I can say, I mean, I immediately think, you know, if a building fire or flood and it shut down, when I have employees that aren't working exactly. and they're not getting paid. And so immediately I would, that's where, where I go, like, these, this is my family. 
they're not they're not getting paid anymore. I need so yeah. I I see. You know, you didn't lose your photos. You didn't lose right. your photo right. album. Right. No personal but, belongings are gone, but but you made commitments to to all the people you hired. Exactly. You made commitments to your to the people that you're. You know, if you're a manufacturer, I deal with yep. auto manufacturing. You know, you made commitments to get stuff out your so that they can keep their, their business going. Customers. You know? So so your whole livelihood's at stake. So I think that people handle it more professionally, but. Um, I'll tell you a quick story about Malibu. Uh, Malibu was life-changing for me when we went in for the wildfires. And I've, I've sold a lot of wildfire jobs in California in the last five years. But Malibu changed because we were doing, uh, I forget the name, point, point something strip mall. It's, it's right in the heart of Malibu. Okay. Um, and it's all the little mom and pop shots. It's where the, the, you know, the little Asian dry cleaner, the, uh, the subway, the little bar, uh, the bistro, the, the Pilates, the yoga studio, all yeah. this. And, and so they were all affected by the wildfire. We got called in by the local franchise. Um, that's, that's another story how everyone was reaching out to that local franchise and, and they, they gave us all the work. Um, because we did something a little extra. We'll touch on that later. Okay. But the, we get into Malibu. We're the first ones in because we went in with the city, and we looked at their buildings first. And then once we were in, the the, the jobs just rolled in. I mean, we, we did, uh, I think I can say it now, we worked on Cher's house. Okay. Uh, her business manager is one of the sweetest ladies, Deb. She's amazing. Um, we worked on Passages Malibu, the famous rehab. They own a whole neighborhood. Um, we worked on, you know, the real money in Malibu is attorneys <laughs> okay. that have represented Hollywood folk for 30, 40 years. We did some, some big time folks in that regard. We did the Lawrence Welks estate. Um, okay. so, you know, old variety show that my parents grew up on, uh, one of the biggest pieces of property, actually all in Malibu, gorgeous little horse ranch. We get in there and all the little tenants are affected. The property manager basically says, we're going to handle it all. Just run it through us. So individual contents claim for each um, tenant is going to be different, but the structural claim of getting the whole facility clean was going to fall on the property manager. We got to work, got it rolling. Um, by like day three, I've spent enough time in her office because we've kind of set up shop there as well because we have so many projects going on that she's talked with me a little and I find out that her house burned down. Oh no. You know, and, she, yeah. and this, we, we don't know anything about this yet. This, she just okay. brought it up and I'm just floored. Like what? Yeah. And she said, yeah, you know, and I learned her circumstances. You think Malibu money, no, she's renting a house over in Calabasas. Uh, she and her husband trying to make do with, with their, their jobs, and she's driving to Malibu every day, working as a property manager for another company. You know, she's not doesn't have a great salary, doesn't have be- good benefits. Right. You know, she's just she's, – She's uh, making ends meet. Yeah, she's just yeah. doing what she can. And so I find out she didn't have renter's insurance. Oh, and no. being in this industry, man, that – oh, it hurt me because I'm sitting there going – I have so many friends and family that have had losses that didn't have it. And it's just like, it's such a simple thing. Why are these agents and adjusters and, and carriers not pushing it so much harder? It's cheap. Right. You know, I, I, I had a theft claim some years ago. A roommate's friend broke in and stole a bunch of stuff from me one night. And I filed a renter's claim. And like three days later, I had a check. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, that was the easiest thing ever, you know. So she didn't have any insurance. Um, as these days are going on, you know, we we're there for a few weeks. We're only doing minimal at her facility there because of access. Um, we can't get into a lot of the uh, uh, the tenants yet because everyone was evacuated out of Malibu. So no one was allowed back in at first. Okay. But, but we still had a pass because we were doing stuff for the city. So we were in and out every day. And she goes through and tells me, like, day five, about her mom has this lung condition. And it was the same thing that my mom has. Oh, and so we hit it off. You know, we yeah. already were hitting it it's, off. Yeah. But it was just like, man, here's your connect, your common ground. Now. You know, here's rapport. Yeah. 
And so she's telling me about this, but then she also proceeds to tell me that she was in late that day because the night before, someone broke into her car and stole all the totes. Now, you got to think, she was evacuated. <laughs> so what do you think are in those totes? Photo albums. Everything important. Uh, all of their marriage stuff. Irreplaceable. All of the graduation stuff. Just that. Three or four totes. Someone steals them all. Breaks into her car, steals all that. And then... Uh, dude, people can be such assholes. Dude, think about that. Why? Like, like, and it's, you know, and, and she's blaming on herself. She's like, well, I parked on the street at the place where we're staying now. And, and I'm just like... So we started a GoFundMe to try and at least help with something. Uh, it, it didn't produce a ton. I was really hoping my network would help more. But yeah. there was just so much going on, man. It just And I couldn't babysit it. I couldn't really promote it as much as I wanted to. Um, and, and, and she, you know, they, it raised some money for her, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, then, as the job wraps up, I want to get a certificate of satisfaction from her. And, and one thing I started doing every day is after she told me about her mom, I started hugging her. So I'd give her a hug every day. And it became like, it, you know, she didn't let me leave without a hug. Yeah. So last day I go up to get a COS and uh, she's, she's kind of just overwhelmed still. Um, just so much going on, all the insurance stuff now. Her, her bosses are, 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 are worried. We've already done all the cleaning. All the tenants are back in. Things are rocking and rolling. But they're worried about just other aspects of, of the whole claim because there was going to be business interruption and some other things going on. So... I give her a hug. I say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, we're leaving. Uh, your job's done. Here's your COS. You know, fill it out, email it to me whenever you can. I really appreciate it. And I told her, I'm going to be back in a couple weeks, and I'm going to propose to my, my girlfriend at the time. I'm going to propose to her here somewhere on the, on the, you know, the West Coast. But we'll be in Malibu. I want to come by and see you. D- don't think too much about it, you know. Everybody's yeah. happy. Uh, Cher was happy. That was the best part, you know. <laughs> you, you make that woman happy on, on the quality of cleanliness of her house, and you're doing something right. So we get out of there. We get home. We've, we've been on the road for months at this point because we were in um, Panama City for Hurricane Michael. And this is, you know, we, we sent all of our stuff from Seattle down to Panama City and then back. And then as it's in route back, we got called to Malibu and rerouted oh, our, our okay. tractor trailers to Malibu. But we've been on the road a bunch. We all kind of are burnt out. Just we need a minute. This is the first Two times our, our team had ever traveled um, with the, with the, uh, the the group in Seattle. That's so the Seattle crew. Yeah, so it was just kind of like a we need a breather. Got home, took some vacation time, took uh, my fiance and her daughter down on this West Coast road trip. We started in San Diego, drove up to San Francisco, and you know we got engaged in Big Sur. Really fun event. But on the way, I reached out to Catherine and, and said, "Hey, we're going to be in Malibu tomorrow. We'd love to stop by and see you." And I didn't get any response. And I thought, that's weird. You know, she's yeah. she's been really easy to, to just text and chat with. So we drive by. She's not there. We go on about our trip. You know, we had, we had an agenda. We were going to get on up the road. And then a couple weeks later, I get an email from her. And her mom had died. So man. at this point, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this woman lost everything. Then some piece of shit steals, steals the only things that matter. Yeah. You know, none, none of the, the only things that couldn't be replaced. And then her mom, who had been living with her for years, passes. Passes, and oh man, it hit home. Uh, and so she she shoots me an email and tells me about it, and I'm just kind of like in shock. And I email her back and just give her my best well wishes. And, and honestly, I think it was a day that I was pretty busy, and I I knew I just needed to send something. Mm-hmm. And and you know I didn't put a lot of thought into it. But you and I have talked about this. I usually don't, but it, you know again my dad coming through it, it comes out pretty pretty natural for me. I, it, I 
I can project my sincerity, I think, easily without overthinking it. When I overthink it, I feel like, oh, it gets kind of ro- robotic, you know. And so I, I shoot back a, hey, I hate this for you. I'm so sorry you're dealing with this. If I can do anything, please reach out to me. Um, and I had told a couple of my tem- team members that had worked with her, and I said, I said you know, Antonio and, and, and the guys send their best. One of the guys has actually just lost his mother too. So it was just like, man, gosh, if yeah. we can do anything, yeah. please, please. So then she sends back. I hadn't had the COS from her yet. She sends it back at some point a couple of weeks later. And, it, you know, the most flattering thing I've ever read about me and, and about our team and um, just our level of compassion the whole time and everything. And I just thought I didn't do anything extra, at least from my point of view. The hugs she needed. Um, the You know, we were in her office every day. Because she needed someone to at least talk to. She was so worried about her tenants. But then we could talk about the other things to kind of break up the fact that we were there for a disaster, you know. And so um, while we were there, you know, it was amazing. We met all kinds of celebrities that were amazing. Uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. (laughs) That guy came by one day, and one of our guys is like, I think that's a movie star. And I'm like, well, (laughs) look at the mustache on that dude. Damn right it is. Excuse me. So I walk over there introduce myself say hey uh i'm Corey. this is my project you know I, I one of my guys said you were looking in the window at the dry cleaner how can i help you i know who you are and he said well i'm just checking on on mrs you know so and so and i said well she's in san francisco with her daughter she's gonna be gone for a couple more days but they'll be back on thursday he's like i've been worried sick about her her husband died last year she's been my dry cleaner for 30 years i come by here once a week and talk to her and and, and i just she's been on my mind and i'm wow. just thinking wow that's the most human thing anyone's ever said you know you're worried about her and then i there's a video of him like holding a gun in front of his neighborhood and he's okay. like he's like no loiters here you know you know yeah but then uh, a couple of days later she's in town or at her facility there at the dry cleaner and he rolls right in goes in gives her a big hug you know so worried and it's just like man that's that guy's as real as it gets but we it was really neat because we got to meet and see the the humanity you know, the media, everybody likes to portray everything one way or the other. But I'll tell you, I saw more people being compassionate, being, um, you know, empathetic, yeah, sharing. And, and because regardless of how much money you have, communities come together. You, you just lost everything. People lost their lives. You know, your neighbors lost their livelihood, whatever it is. And so that was really, it was really neat. And so Malibu, I feel like, was a, a, a great opportunity for me to understand what I can do how I can help, how like I can... how really, how big it is. Right. Like, like wow, here I am. I, I live a thousand miles away. I'm just here to help on this one thing, but how connected I am to my clients. You know, uh, Deb, who was Cher's business manager, she was the sweetest, nicest woman to deal with. Um, she, she only needed a couple things from us. She just wanted daily communication. Um, she wanted us to follow a couple rules they had about the estate and... and what we couldn't do and couldn't do there. And it was, it was typical stuff. Yeah. It wasn't anything out of this world. Um, but she, as we got to know each other and got to talking, she expected a phone call from me every day, if not a site you know, visit. I, I had another uh, project manager on it. I was just doing a PC role at the time, uh, just managing all the projects. So I've got another guy on it, and he's killing it. And she's giving me good feedback. I'm making sure to stop in. But, again, busy. We had a lot going on. Right. So then uh, after the fact – I see on Facebook some of my friends some months later are going to a Cher concert. Okay. And so I shoot Deb a text and said, hey, are you on the road with Cher right now? And she said, yeah, we're, we're kicking off the, you know, in, in Louisville, Kentucky tonight, which is, you know, not far from home. And I said, some of my dearest friends in the world that were so good to me in my worst times are there tonight. 
And so I get a text from those dear friends later after I, I reached out to them and asked what seats they were in and all that. Yeah. And, you know, they got all kinds of freebies and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, they got to do all kinds of extra stuff. And I was just like, man, that's so cool. Like, you know, I appreciate you doing the little thing and, and it'll go a long ways, you know, for them. Um, Cher signed a bunch of stuff that I got to send to my mom and to my neighbor. Um, and so it was just really neat. The whole, the, the whole thing, really you know, cool. just again, they saw the value in what we were doing, which I, I think sometimes we become the bad guys on, on some of these jobs, even though we're there to help. And so my job is a hundred percent, make sure that client understands we're their blessing. We're the, we're the, we're what came in and saved the day and helped them and through this, no matter what it was again, be the problem solver. Yeah. When you keep going back to that problem solver, which is, I mean, that's, it's a great way to look at it and it, and it probably does, you know, eases the mind of the person that's going through it. Um, I know as you were talking, there's so many things I kind of wanted to interject and comment on, but you know, one, you never know, regardless of how, whatever someone's portraying themselves, you never know what's really going on with somebody. Yeah. You know, she has her car broke into her house, burnt down her mom's sick. She doesn't. She doesn't have to disclose any of that to you. No. For on a professional level, and you know, and how you're treating her, you don't know any of that stuff's going on. So I think it's always important to, you know, really treat people with with respect, compassion, and yeah. so I, I you never know. You I, never know what's going on. Man, I, I was on a a jail floor, puking my guts out for a month, detoxing with. With a, a family that had lost all trust in me, uh, uh, friends that had, had abandoned me, you know, or really me abandoned them, uh, yep. and and even in those lowest moments, I never, I never thought, man, this is this is it, this is you know, this is as bad as it gets, you know. I just thought I got, I can get past this, I can, I can, I can be better, I can do more, you know. And so as I watch other people struggle, I sit and think, I know you're struggling, but it's not too bad. I can, I can help, you know. I can. Yeah. You know, and for the industry I'm in, I get to, I get to help people every day. And it, it might not look like that on the surface all the time. You know, we're chasing big opportunities. We're, we're you know, our goals internally are big revenue and all these things. But for me, the motivation and drive is. That's like, not where it is for you. I get to help people. You know, well, that's probably why you're not a good business owner. A hundred percent. I would put too much energy and effort into things to where then it wasn't profitable for me at times. I, I, I put too much of myself into things. You know, you know me. Anybody that meets me will say, man, that guy's really passionate. <laughs> uh, when, yeah. when corporate introduces me to folks, when uh, I just got employee of the month, you know, the other day. And it was well, congratulations, total shock, surprise. And, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think I was kind of up for it. But, you know, cool. cool. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily need that, you know, rah, rah, re. I'm, I'm built to where I'm always kind of pushing. But it was neat to see that, you know, my peers – thought that and one of the things they just said is positive and uplifting attitude always willing to wear any hat um you know client satisfaction kind of stuff like like this guy's willing to go above and beyond and to do whatever it takes and and man that's if that's that's success for me you know to hear that people think uh or, or 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 feel like hey man he's willing to do whatever it takes gosh well that's what i'm striving for you know that's 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 success um i don't have to measure myself against anyone else I, I kind of go by, you know, the beat of my own drum when it comes to how I do things. I'm definitely uh, more common sense on my billing and production of, excuse me, of production of jobs. My clients, my uh, adjust your friends and, and consultant buddies, they'll tell you I'm really easy to work with in that regard. But I'm always trying to think, what am I doing that's best for the brand? 
So again, it's just like, man, I can go out and help people for a living. I can problem solve for a living. I can do all these things. Uh, you know, I don't have people hounding me. My bosses aren't, aren't blowing me up every day, you know, worried about things. They, they respect that I can go out and handle my own. And it's, uh, it's put me in a great position to be successful and to, you know, my job's easy. I get to go out and help people for a living, man. How, yeah. many, how many people get to say that? My first boss really micromanaged everything, needed daily updates on every single thing you're doing. And that was great, but it also sucked because I was living a life. Yeah, I, listen, my results are going to happen. Let me go out and do my thing. But I did learn so much about business because of that and seeing the different aspects and understanding the roles. I'm, I'm not built that way. Don't expect that from me. I, I do a, a decent job from time to time. You know, before I came out to Vegas, I made sure my bosses were fully up to date on everything I had going on across the spectrum. And while I'm here, anything that's going on, you know. But for me, let me go out. Let me get in front of the client immediately. Let me provide a value in the fact that I can be empathetic. I, I'm chasing I'm chasing the delay in where I could be. You know, I, I, I joke. I, I tell myself I'm bound for greatness. I don't think that greatness is curing cancer. I don't think that greatness is... Um, doing anything extraordinary other than being the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle every day. I, I have my own demons that I'm facing that are, are different than what they were 10 years ago. Um, I'm, I want to be a, a, a professional in what I do, but I also, like you said, I don't want to take myself seriously. I, I, you know, I cut up. I joke, I was wearing slacks earlier, and then when you said come over here, I went and put my boots and my jeans on <laughs> because I wanted to be comfortable, you know, and, yep. and just enjoy and lay back. But for me, I'm chasing uh, something I'll never catch. But honestly, you know, it's funny. Matthew McConaughey gave a speech some years ago, and it's, it's, it's what I feel the most. You know, what, what are you chasing in 10 years? Like, I'm always chasing myself, and I'm never going to get to me in 10 years because it's going to be 10 years be away. 10 years, yeah. So, you know, and, and it's, he's, the way he explains it, it's probably the best version. But for me, I want to chase the best version of myself. Uh, my my grandfather's a, a World War II World War II veteran, um, amazing man. He he he's probably the most honorable man I've ever met in my life. My father is you know eight kids, always was involved in everything we did. My mother's a saint, you know she yeah. she especially. But you know, but talking about role models, you know, my dad he's a professional. He's he's brilliant. Uh, you know, my mom always says the well, the sexiest thing about your dad is that brain. <laughs> you know, and I think I didn't take education seriously, and and because my dad had a free education, and I squandered it. Uh, I didn't take the opportunities that I had with them, and 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 everything I was given growing up. And so again, I feel delayed. I feel like I'm I'm chasing something. So I'm chasing my best version of myself. And and uh, you know, someone said the other day, you know, what's what's next? And I was like. <laughs> I'm still on step one of trying to figure out what, what I'm even doing. Like until the best version of me shines through day to day, you know, and I go through slumps. I, 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 I can kill it, you know, two weeks in a row, be awesome. But then I kind of am like, man, I need a day of me. Like, like I gotta, I gotta decompress. I gotta, you know, buying this house is, is going to be great. I'll be stressed until we get into it. Yeah. But then afterwards I can just take a whole day and work on it or not. You know, I can, if I'm if I'm on the road, I'm excited to then get home and get some work done. You know, maybe it's going to build new motivation. Um, you know, I, I, I ebb and flow. Uh, I'm a big Kentucky fan, you know. But so Coach Cal always says that these freshmen aren't robots. And and for me in this industry, I think that the guys at the highest level, I feel like, man, these guys are like robots. They're always go go go. But now that I'm getting to do that, I kind of realize that yeah, we all have our own thing. We all have behind the scenes. Yeah. Family stuff going on. Uh, you know, financial things that we're trying to do or goals. Um, you know, Starsh and I, we talk about what our retirement 
you know, is going to look like. I'm I'm 35 and have no kids. I have two stepkids. I come from a massive family. I have 18 nieces and nephews. Everyone's expecting me to have kids. I'm sorry. I'm selfish. I don't really want kids. I got I got a dog that I love. I got a couple cats that the kids have brought home that are awesome. <laughs> sometimes, um, but I got a taste of travel, and I don't want to be too old to travel. So. I have big goals in this industry, and I'm going to push like crazy. Like I said, the next five years. I'm not thinking past five years. Now, yeah. I know what I'm chasing in 10 years, but when it comes to, my, to, to, to this industry and what I'm trying to do professionally, everything's five years out. I'm looking five years ahead. What's my goals? What am I going to do? But I want to be able to travel the world more. I want to, I want to be able to, to enjoy you know, the time that I can. I want, to, I want to make sure that what I'm building towards is for me and not for anyone else, you know, other than, you know, my, my better half. But right. I'm saying what our common goals are. So, again, I, I'm chasing myself. I feel like I'm delayed because of the things I went through. I also feel like because of the things I went through, I can be better. Uh, if I hadn't gone through that, how empathetic could I be with people going through something horrible? I hadn't gone through. I mean, when right. I was eight or nine, my brother burnt my leg really bad. That, that was, you know, and I, you know, don't get me wrong, in high school, I lost some friends to car wrecks and other things, and I'd been through some stuff like that, but I, I couldn't deal with what these... But, you know, I think that comes across, like, that's why, I think that's why people trust you. Yeah. That's why you can still be optimistic. So you walk into this horrible disaster, and you, you see the positive, you remain optimistic, you're able to help them get through it. They, for some reason, now it's like, Oh well, he's he's not upset by it. Yeah, I he's going to get me through it. You know, and and so I think like that can come across too because you know you know what bad what bad looks like. Yeah, when you walk into one of these jobs and it's the worst thing ever for these people, it's like, like oh, I'm bad. like, no, oh, I got this. <laughs> you know, and it, I don't, and I'm not looking at it going, oh, this is a million dollar job. I'm looking at it like, all right, what are the things I've not dealt with before? Because that's the only thing I'm worried about. What are the yeah. obstacles I might have to, you know, the dollar tags, the dollar tag, but. Have I dealt with, you know, these type of materials before? Have I dealt with this type of industry or facility, even this type of personality? I worry about that, you know. And, and sure. until the job's kind of fully going and I've met all the stakeholders, I, I, I worry, which I, I overthink it, which is honestly a good thing in that regard because I try to make sure I cover all angles so that once all the connected pieces are in line, I can then, you know, direct the uh you know the cast to get things moving forward i'm always telling a story in how i run a job um and I, I tell people this all the time every job should tell a story because in six months to a year when an attorney or an insurance company or somebody is looking back on this bill or trying to you know say we're disputing things and trying to get paid i need my story to paint the picture uh, i audit bills all the time oh, and, and i see that people don't tell a story you know, there, there's not there's not reasoning behind why they have done things. So if you want to get paid, you got to have validation. So again, I'm telling a story on every one of these jobs, and I, I want to make sure that in that story, I've got a happy client, I've got a satisfied consultant and adjuster. You know, that maybe I could have a relationship with. Uh, it, it, even if I don't have a relationship with them at the end, I want to make sure that I'm not a negative. That yeah. they're like, oh yeah, working with Corey's fine. You know, I, I yeah. I, I tow that line, and there's a lot of people in our industry that fight it one way or the other. That's their business. That's, that's, it is what it is. I know where I can create more relationships and, and get more business and you know, build the brand and keep the commitment that I've made to my, to my ownership about what I'm going to do in the next five years. But I really feel like at the end of the day, being the good guys, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I'm, I, 
I get upset about things going wrong on a job. You know, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm the Indiana coach throwing the chair across the floor. <laughs> you, you know, Bob Knight. I'm, I'm Bob Knight. Uh, you know, getting my sec- second technical that day because I'm 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 worried about a commitment I made to my client. Yeah. Because when I was going through everything originally, and it's funny because I've never really talked about it too much, but you know, that my biggest thing is still the letdown that, that I let people down. Um, that, that at some point people that had watched me grow into an athlete and, and seen me, you know, in, in school and, and be part of the community and done all these great things at some point, as they saw me going through addiction, they saw me going to jail over and over again. They saw me, you know, losing all this trust at some point, someone, I let people down, you know? And so for me, that's probably the it's a bad feeling. That's, for me, it's that's a bad the, feeling. To me, that's the like worst. It. Like yeah. you know, st- you know, Starsha said something the other night that I was supposed to do and I forgot to do. And my only only worry is I hope I didn't let you know someone down. And, and so for me, I'll forever be making up for those years where I did. And, you know, there was a lot of people in my life that I really let down, and and I lost relationships forever. For the most part, I have a very trusting relationship with my family. With the people that stayed with me through it all, yeah. uh, we're as tight now as ever. I also look at it as that I got rid of a lot of baggage because a lot of friends that, that left. Not friends. Not friends anymore, but I have so many great new friends. You know, I, I've built so many better relationships since then with people because I I, I think about it more. You know, I, I, I don't want to say I worry about it, but I think about it. I'm, I, I've got a mind that doesn't stop. You know, from, from the way I talk, from, yep. from seeing me in action, yep. I, I, my mind doesn't stop. And so I think, am I going to let this person down? And I don't want to be the guy that lets someone down because for so long I was that guy, even though before then I hadn't been. You know, and, and so those years of, of being the letdown, of not being relied upon, makes me now work even harder to be the relied upon one. Well, and that's kind of, yeah, that's what I'm, as you're talking and as I'm listening to you, it's kind of like those common themes keep coming up. And it's just, yeah, you've got a, you've got this incredible drive to just keep going. And the other thing I wanted to, I'm like, I'm trying to put my finger on what makes Corey awesome. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't. I'll tell you, it's Starsha. You know, it's, 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 it's Starsha. Starsha. She makes me awesome. But no. Uh, but no, the, the, another thing that you keep saying that, you know, it's almost like you're indebted to, the Bistics for bringing you, you know, for bringing you to Atlanta. You're, you're always trying to please them. You're always trying to do a good enough job. You hope that you work, your, your worth is what they, what they expect. Yeah. And well, and I want to exceed it. So for me, I feel like, um, especially knowing their circumstances, they'd never really brought anybody in. They'd never looked for anybody for that kind of role. And so I want to prove them right. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a boss once and it's, it's a, it's a great internal motivation. He said, Corey, I I know you're going to be the best there ever was in this business. I just don't think it's going to be for me. Okay. And and he was right because it's not going to be for him, but it's going to be for the business. It's going to be for the people that went out on a limb and trusted, um, that, that, that paid me to, to come be something that, that gave my family a chance to be something, um, for them that, that goes out on a, on a, on a limb all the time for me to, to make sure that I've got everything I need that, um, that, that rewards me, that, that takes care of my family and, and understands that I have off days, but also knows that when I've got my on days, I'm a rock star. I'm going to go out yeah. and crush it for them. I, well, I, say, they sound like an amazing employer. Oh, dude, I mean, they're because, the best because they really, they're able to look, you know, it's you specifically, they're able to look at you see what motivates you, what tools you need to be successful. They know what, what your skill set is, what you highlight, you know, like your best and your worst. And they, it seems like they've kind of 
just giving it all to you to make you the best version of yourself. Yeah, I mean, and, and really for them, I look at it or as... Or to be the most successful that you can be. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have more on their plate than I ever want. Again, as a former business owner, I don't... I don't I don't envy those guys in that regard. Now, you know, as, as they're in Cabo last week <laughs> celebrating Regency, maybe a little envy there because uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but, no, what I mean by that is they have more stress on their plate. They're, they're feeding. I think we have, with all of our locations combined now, I think we have almost 300 employees. See, that's, that's crazy so that's, to me. That's, that's 1,200 people that they're feeding every week. Well, every two weeks. When, when, my, when my check hits the account, somebody said the other day, uh, you know, why you work so hard for those guys? I was like, because every two weeks that check hits, and they know what's important to me. They yeah. understand that. I, I don't have to worry about that, so I'm going to go out and kill it for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, you know, they're feeding 1,200 people. They are stressed out about not, not today or tomorrow, but, but a year from now, 10 years from now. How am I going to keep this, this thing turning? How am I going to make sure that, that your family's fed, that you're happy, that you're employed, you know, with the boys, they have they have too much on their plate, in my opinion. Not too much, but, you know, again, too much for me. More than I would want, yeah. Agreed, yeah. And so that's my my take on it. When when I hear someone in the office say something, you know, about, uh, well, boy, you know, I saw on their social media that they were, they were on a cruise or they were out of town on a vacation, I think, yeah, and they're the ones that make sure you get that paycheck. <laughs> they're the ones that make sure you feed your family, that you make your house payment. They're the ones that every night well and you felt that other side with yeah. your business a lot of people haven't felt that before and that's and i try to educate our guys when when you do hear that gripe and it's you don't hear it a lot but from time to time and everywhere yep. i've been it's been that way about the boss you know they're up in an ivory tower and it's like yeah but they created this they so that's why i feel indebted to them they built this and they thought let's bring Corey on to help grow this thing so they put me in a position for success they give me all the tools i need um, now it's up to me to go out and do the work, to, to find the work, to, to, to make sure that my clients are happy. So I want to make sure that I exceed those expectations. That yep. in, in five years' time, if I haven't brought in $100 million worth of business for them, I'll be disappointed in myself. Wow. So, and I don't think that's a big number for the markets that I'm in. I, I think it's going to take a while to ramp that up. But my yeah, goal I guess is, I'm trying to th- – yeah, it's hard for me to try to like wrap around it, that figure and try to – I mean, I have no idea. I, well, and that's you know, that's, so for, that's more so than anyone you. else is bringing in anywhere. <laughs> I promise you that. But I'm just saying, like, that's my goal. Yeah. And, and if I don't get there, I don't get there. If I do, I do. You know. But I'm I'm pushing. I I know we can do big things. But individually, I want to make sure that I've done more than anyone else ever has, and 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 be consistent in it. I want to build the long term relationships. Dude, such a, I, like I hear like I hear you say that. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, I want to be I want to be the best. I want to do the most." I believe you. Like, like that's, <laughs> got you. I got you. No. But like, that's the difference. Like, when, like, I'm sitting here talking to you, and you say it, and I'm like, no, holy shit. Like, he's, he's like, no bullshit. He'll so, do it. So he's going to do it. So when I tell a client that I'm going to take care of him, they, they believe me. You know, they, they know yeah. I'm not bullshit. And so I feel like too often people will associate salespeople, you know, with bullshit too. So if I can exceed the expectations, if I can prove everybody wrong on, oh, you know, but for me, that's $100 million, five years. I have no idea where I'll be, just, what I'll do. You just said it again. But Proving people wrong. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's just like, like, like it's, so, it's so easy to prove people wrong, in my opinion, because people love to hate, right? And yes. when I was at my lowest of lows, when I was running myself through the mud, man, I, since then, I've seen so many people 
hate on me in some aspect, and I love it. <laughs> I'm I'm glad. Yeah. I'm not glad that I necessarily put anyone through what I went through, or or you know, especially family and friends that I had to take along for the ride. Uh, but what I'm glad about is that I have a motivation that's it's external. Motivation, yeah. Yeah, that that's a me going at some point in my life. You know, when when my final judgment day happens, whatever it is that people are looking back and saying, "Man, look how many people Corey helped." Instead of thinking, oh, yeah, I remember when he was strung out and, and he was stealing and whatever else. You know, I, I want them to say, man, I was wrong about that guy. I, I, I want when, when they see what I'm doing, when, you know, on social media is so big for me. I, want, I don't necessarily want people to say, oh, look how great that guy's doing. I want people to say, wow, look at the, all these things that are going on. Look at what, what they're doing to help. And so, again, you see my social media. I promote the brand, the brand, the brand yes. because other people aren't sharing it, but they're doing it. I just know how to promote it right. You know, I know how to type a quick uh, paragraph that's that's going to resonate with someone, that's going to, um, you know, that's going to... Yeah, you connect with people. Yeah, that's going to bring people to tears. I, I understand that. Again, it goes back to my dad. My, my dad's an author. Um, he, you know, I remember growing up when we'd do portfolio pieces back in the day, you know. My dad has always been a publisher at heart, and we would hand him something that we had typed up, and he'd pull out that red pen and just you know and then we'd go back and fix it hand it to him again and and i think you know seeing that and understanding that and and my dad does a he just released a book uh, last year of all of his I saw that all of his articles that he'd put out well not all of them, but his favorite ones 125 of them and, and they were great you know and i read them and i think man my dad and i are so much alike but i always try to strive to be like my dad because i, I have poor grammar uh <laughs> i'm not college educated I'm not a published author uh, other than a blog. Um, I know how to connect to people, though, because of him. I might not have the education to, to, to write it so beautifully like the, he does, but I know that, you know, my dad teases me when he sees a lot of my Facebook posts and other things. I, he has to redline it. I, I can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he always corrects me, but he knows, man, you connected with folks on that. And that's, so for me, uh a couple people recently gave me one of the best compliments, and one of them was one of my haters. And and it's funny. It's, it, he uh, he said, "Man, Corey's always known how to connect to people better than anybody I know." And I thought, "Man, what a compliment!" But I've always been good about it. So I was the youngest of eight kids. So think about this: I don't ever feel like I was starved for attention, but I was attention seeking. Uh, you know, my mom said that her biggest fear was when my sister, just older than me, went to school. What was Corey going to do? But then she also says that you. You were the best by yourself out of all the kids. You know, you know, she was so worried. Who's he going to play with? What's he going to be like? Yeah. And she'd put me in our room, and, and I'd just go to town because I was super creative as well. You know, I, I could build the world's greatest Lego castle. You know, <laughs> I had that covered. But for me. You're always doing the best of everything. You're always. Yeah. yeah. You don't just build. I just built a Lego well, thing. Not, you you s- built the best Lego castle. Bro, you've seen the house. <laughs> you know, I just bought the biggest money pit of all time. All right. We'll see how it turns out. But for me, I, I was I was good by myself as well as with a group. And I need that by, by myself time, you know. Yeah. Um, but when I try and connect with folks, I think in an Uber yesterday, the guy's trying to talk to me. And I had other stuff in my mind like, don't talk to me, dude. Like, just drive me. Like, and I hate to be that way because other times I get in the Uber and it's like, you know. And so I think in that moment, how am I reacting to that person, you know, especially when it's a client? Do I need to talk a lot? Or do I need to listen? Do I need to educate them? Do they already understand the process? Do I need to be a resource and a value right now, or do I just need to be a handholder? Um, I, 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 it's interesting. All those things go through your head when talking to a client because you would, I would almost think, uh, it's just a script. 
No, no. I, I, like, so today even we were talking about, you know, ServPro puts out the sales cycle. And, and anyone that's done a sales training, they've all got their own version of it. Uh, I promise you, I don't think about that. <laughs> I think, how can I connect to this person on a personal level as fast as possible? Because if they can see a little trust in me, then they're going to see that I can handle this. That they're going to trust that they're about to put a million-dollar opportunity into my hands. They don't, they're not going to just trust anyone. Um, and most of my clients, this is the first time, especially now that new in Atlanta, this is the first time I've ever done work for them or I've ever had a phone call from them. So it's got to be instant. I, so you said the, what you're trying to do is build, you said build an emotional connection as quickly as possible? Yes, definitely. That's, that's like at the front of your mind when you meet somebody. That is that's, the only thing on my mind. I don't care about the job. I don't care about the circumstances. Now, again, I am worried about can I keep my promise. So I'm, 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 I don't want to say worried. It's on my mind, like the circumstances of the, of the, of the loss, of, of whatever it is, fire, sure, water, mold. Sure. So, but I, my only concern at this point is connect with them on an emotional level. Don't lie. Don't, don't be sleazy. Um, don't, don't, uh, don't put yourself out there without – now, I'm confident – even as husky um, <clears throat> as I may be right now, I'm confident that I know how to talk on my feet. I know how to, you know, go on the fly. I don't like to prepare for things. Like you and I, we didn't prepare for this at all. No, I don't like preparing for yeah, things. I'm not a prepare for things, guys. Uh, our first conversation that didn't get on this was better than the second, wasn't it? It was. Of, of that first 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. it, yeah. it was the second time I'm overthinking. Now we're, now we're just trying to like, yeah. Go back. What did we say before we're trying to get that back Again, on? trying to get that. You and I already had a spark going. We were already on yeah. So for me, I don't prepare. I don't uh, – I, I do like to know my subject matter, and so that's good. But in the moment, like, you know, when I'm speaking at these events for ServPro and other things, mm-mm. You don't, know why I don't think, prepare me. You know why I think – this is why I think I'm good at, at – like, I don't want to – I don't need to be prepared. I mean, I can be. I don't need to be because I'm also – going to be honest with myself that when I don't know something, I'm just going to be like, oh, I don't know. Same. Same. I'm, I'm going to, and because. Like, I'll find out. Again, that's, that's my thing. My network comes I'm into not play. I'm going to lie to you. With a client. I'm not going to lie to a client with us. we can do something. Now, if I know we can, I'm going to say yes. But if I, I say, let me get back to you. Yeah. Because then it gives me a reason to follow up. So then I've just kept a commitment because I followed up, but I also just had another line of communication, another touch to that client. So it, it, you know, being honest is a win. Yeah. And people think, oh, it's a, it, it's a negative. It looks bad. And I'm like, no, you know, Mr. Client, I actually don't know that. Let me go make a phone call. Uh, I know that our PM on another job worked in the same scenario, or I've got a guy that, you know, and my clients trust me because on all of these jobs, I don't do that, but we have someone that will. Let me get you the information. I can't, I can't give you that right now. Let me go get but it. I'm going to get it. And then you come back and you have it. Mm-hmm. And like, whereas we're sitting here, I'm watching emails come in from clients that are demanding the insurance company, hey, get Corey paid. We're not paying interest. He needs to be paid immediately. And it's because I did those things. I went through and took care of them in that regard. Um, for, for me personally, I feel like if we treat everyone where we're trying to create emotional connection. Everybody's been out to a bar and tried to, well, I don't say it, but, but you know, in our industry, they've definitely all been to a bar. <laughs> but someone's at some point been single, tried to make a connection, regardless if it was on the playground, at school, or at a bar, or online. I, yeah. I don't care how, but you've, you want to make a, a quick impression. You want to have some immediate trust. You know, you want someone to feel comfortable with you. People tell me all the time they're extremely comfortable with me. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, we went out last night and had a little fun. Yep. You know, easy to be comfortable. You know, have a good time, talk about whatever, enjoy. You know, Fremont Street, we won't talk about that. But uh, <laughs> what I mean by that is it's, I, I'm not going to make it uncomfortable for you. I don't care what your views are politically, 
religiously, if you're a vegan or, or you know what I mean, let's go have fun. I don't fun. care. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you and you and I are, in, are industry folk. We we like each other. We we talk to each other from time to time. You know, yep. I, I love your product. Uh, I currently we're not using it where I am, but you know where I just left. I think they have ten of them. Right. You know, and yep. I'm telling people all the time, yours is definitely the product to use because you were cool enough to send me one, and then it might have taken me three months before I finally <laughs> was on a project I could use it on. But then we used well, it for like, three weeks. What I, I said, uh, Corey, have you used that yet? You're like, oh, it's in my office. Dude, we changed the design. Everything had changed. And, and <laughs> what was nice is that when I finally needed it, it yeah. was the perfect solution. Oh, cool. And it was only because I'm not in that life. You know, I'm, I'm bringing in 500K dubs on stuff right. or 120s or whatever. So then we get this small fire, but it was my baby because I was working with the fire department at the time okay. trying to build some stuff. And so here we all of a sudden need some extra power. And there it was. And the washer and dryer downstairs. The dryer didn't work anyways. This this place was crummy. But (laughs) I plugged that in, and we were able to do everything we needed in that facility off of that. And I'm going, holy cow. How how great is this? I mean, and and it was a small commercial, but on any residential, you know, of using your product. Yep. Uh, So, you know, you and I have had common ground in that regard. Easy to to be likable. Uh, You know, we're both true salespeople at heart. Um, When it means you're – when I say that, you're passionate about your brand – Yes. about what you're doing. I'm passionate about my brand and what I'm doing. I don't need to sell anybody. I, I can't sell anything. I don't, I don't sell anything. Yeah, you know what I mean? You, I, I mean if, I, I'll tell you, I don't sell anything. Yeah, if people, if people like your product, they, get can, you stuff. they can reach out to your <laughs> you know, vendors and, and take, you know, or your distributors and get it. For yeah. me, if people like my product, they're going to call me in an emergency, but tomorrow I can't go out and do anything for you. you know? I, don't, I don't sell carpet cleaning. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I'm trying to be the guy that's the answer to your problem in your worst time. I want to connect with you on an emotional level, and I, I don't need clients at the end of this. I want a friend out of it. I want someone that's going to always know they can call and rely on me. Yeah. You know, and I might not be at your birthday party, but when, you know, the shit hits the fan, literally, you're saying, yeah. call Corey. You know, you're saying, hey, call ServPro. Call, you know, whatever, you know, the, someone you trust. So so I want to be the trusted guy. Yeah. So. No, I think you're you're definitely doing it. Bro, we are over, we're over an hour right now. Oh, man. And we're in Vegas. We should probably do something else than yeah. sit in this hotel room. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> uh, I think that my uh, alcohol blood level has gone down, and I need to revamp it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually that's in reverse, but yeah. No, 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 no I'm with you. You get what I'm, I'm saying. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Well, dude, it's it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I mean, c- coming to this trip, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I mean, man. I jumped on it immediately. You're like, hey, want to come to Vegas? I was like, here's my flights. Um, yeah, come down yeah, you here. Didn't, you didn't even say yes. You just sent. I just sent a screenshot of my screenshot flights. of your flights. Like, yeah, you're like, I found a great here deal. I'll be there. I'm like, cool. See you. <laughs> no, it's been this this hour spending it with you is good. Um, like I said, very. Like, you're always impressive. I love reading this stuff. Uh, I do want to say a couple things. One, I mean, obviously keep being who you are, but, you know, I think, I think some of those, some of those posts, uh, from, you know, from your past to where you are now, so, there's so much inspiration for other people yeah. to, to see that, to read that, to hear about it. Um, I know even in my, like, even in my own story, I mean, I've got a story of when I started my business, um, you know, it went through, went through 08, couldn't make ends meet. I'm selling power boxes out of the trunk of my car. You know, a lot of people like they still, you know, that whenever I still get that story out or whenever I post it, you know, it means something to people. Yeah, connects to someone. You know, um, I've had some significant loss in my life 
and you know, and we've we've made it through. And that story, when we get that story out, you know, again, it connects and and yeah. means something. And and um, yeah, you you really are an inspiration. I think even I think even more than you think. I think even more than you can measure. Um, I think you you have a reach that's further and bigger than that. And, uh, and dude, I, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your passion and your love and, and bro. No, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time and, and being willing to, you know, we've been talking about connecting. And as soon as I said, Hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. I figured I, I knew you were already just traveling. It was like, ah, I don't know if he'll make it, but we'll see. And then, <laughs> and then you jump on a flight to come down here. And then, and then, you know, you jump into the situations last night where you were surrounded by a bunch of crazy serve pro people and, <laughs> and then, and then just crazy people in general on Fremont. And, uh, you're always reaching out to me and, and we're always just kind of bouncing things off one another and, and building each other up. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll finish with this. I've got a group chat um, with a couple industry guys back east, okay. and you know, two of them are vendors. One of them's another surf pro guy, and we're all around the same age, you know, early to mid thirties. We've all got our own kind of family situation going and whatnot, and uh, and I've got plenty of other kind of group chats that I'm in with friends and buddies, but but that chat, there's no negativity in it, and it's not like we talked about this. It's just we're always building each other up. We're always. Yeah celebrating each other and I think about same with you every time we talk it's it's a it's a congratulations uh, you know I see you grinding I see you doing your thing you know oh that, that post really resonated with me or hey man I got your back you know yeah. <laughs> yes. but, it, but it's it's just for me uh, I think I, I've told myself many times recently I want to I don't want to share you know my buddies that are in that group you know anything because because I don't want them to think I'm a wuss but I really appreciate that group um, because we're we're always building each other up you know, we're sharing our, our victories and defeats and we're, we're, we're brainstorming of how to overcome objections and deal with things. Cause we're all salespeople, you know, in, in yeah. lack of a better word. Um, but, but I really, I appreciate what you do. And I love the fact that you're doing this podcast. I think there's a lot of great content that needs to be shared. I think that our industry needs to step it up. Um, the opportunity is great. You know, we're, we're, we're first responders, Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to ever compare myself to a fireman or a police officer or anything like that. But what I mean by that is we're, we're the first opportunity to help people in a lot of these situations. So, so what can we do to be the best version of ourselves, the best version of our brands to, 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 to take care of your mama, to, to make sure that water loss, that fire, that say, make an emotional connection, make, yeah. take care of it, take, take care of it. Like it's your mom, treat it like your mom's. If, if you're going to be late to an appointment, call that person. Yeah. If, 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 you go into their house. Would your mama let you wear those dirty shoes in this house? Or you got booties? On? You know, I'm just saying, like, yep. there's so many little things. From even how you park your truck to a, to how you approach a front door for, for the guys that are techs and, and crew chiefs and things at the lowest level, what are you doing to, to respect your mama's house? Because yep. your client's your mama in this situation. So, so, again, make that emotional connection. Respect that person in that regard. Uh, and, and go above and beyond. Work extra. For guys that are trying to strive and grow in this industry, be willing to work the overtime. Be willing to, to, to do whatever it takes, but only do it for a boss that, that appreciates you too. I mean, I know that's kind of a millennial thing to say, but what I mean by that is there's opportunity out there. Yeah. If you're not happy where you're at, if you're not appreciate where you're at, make sure that your new boss tells you or that you tell them what you need to be happy, but go out and kill it, slay it, do the extra, yeah. you know, put it in. That's, that's really how I've gotten to where I'm at is I'm always willing to, to work the nights, to work on the road, to – to, to work the extra, to do whatever it takes, to go take on this task, to wear any hat. So do that. This industry is huge. I can't wait to see it grow even more and to see us all step up our game. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, let's get you to Georgia so you can check out that house because, man, I got a lot of electrical issues I there. got a lot of electrical ideas. Oh, oh man. The, the yeah. squirrel's got me, all right? <laughs> 
So thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. With that, we'll go ahead and shut it down here. Corey, again, appreciate it, man. Yeah, Love man. you. Really enjoy the time that I got to spend with you on this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, very cool. Thanks, man. All right, all right. This is uh, Jarrett and Corey shutting it down out of uh, the Las Vegas Hampton Suite Studios <laughs> here in Vegas. <laughs> We're going to go get a drink. Yeah, deal. All right. Have a good day, everybody.